Morning, Masech Ketubot, Daf Ayin Hay. We're starting right at the bottom of Ayin Dalet Amud Bet. So we saw a brighter yesterday with a Machloket Tanaim. We saw Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Elazar. Uh, so the Gemara asked on Rabbi Yehuda. Let's just quickly look at the brighter. The brighter is like this. Uh, it has uh, Adam Chikshu and Adam Chikshu was a mama. It, it's not. Yeah, this was the word So if you divorce your wife because of 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 a neder that she made, you can't bring her back because of, of rumors about it. Lo yachzir. Rabbi Yudo Meir kol neder she aduvo rabim lo yachzir. Lo aduvo rabim yachzir. Rabbi Yudo says that it depends on a day. It depends on whether it was a neder made by Rabbim or not. Because if the Rabbim knew about it, then it would be a problem. The Rabbim never knew about it, it wouldn't be a problem. So that's what we're picking up over here now. So the Gemara asked the question, last lines, Amudad Amud Bet, my time at Rabbi Yudah. Look at Rashi. The Amar neder shuhudar by Rabbim ain't no hafara. What's it about a neder by Rabbim? It's so uh, significant that we can't, uh, we can't undo it. And he says, Dichtiv, Rohi Kumineisha. So the pasuk of here is a, a, a pasuk in Yoshua. Amishal didn't smart. We're talking about the Givonim. Rashi's Begivonim Ketiv. And the Givonim were part were, were from the Chivi nation. And it's part of the Sheva Amamin. It's Chivi, the Yevusiv, etc. Of the, of the Kanani network in Yisrael. And the idea was, it was issue of law. Law. Chivi, uh, <coughs> let them stay there. You've got to kill them, wipe them out. The Givonim came, they, they disguised themselves if they came from foreign lands, and they, they, they basically misled Yeshua. And, uh, and when it became known that they, had, that they had lied to them, so the Pasuk says, Why didn't they smite them? Because they had made a, a, a vow to them, they had made a, 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 an oath, right? People weren't so excited about it. Bottom line is, you should have started at the time. Because it was a public oath, they couldn't do anything. And that's the Makor over here for, uh, for, for something being done in public. Okay, there's a, there's a, a, a Rashi over here, Masechet Gittim, where this Gemara's mission is brought. Why didn't they go and ask They should go and ask the Shaila to Chachamim. And be Mati the Nedir. Rather, they should have done. <laughs> Why didn't they? Because it was done done Barabi. So you see over here, that's Rabbi Yudas Svara. Rabbi has an extra, something done Barabi gets an extra an extra uh, strength to it, and you can't undo it. Obviously, the politicians haven't ever learned this, huh? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean, but let's carry on. I don't know. Right? You, uh, they're always again back on the Nadarim, uh, that's how one, the other way around. Oh, that's what you say. Oh, that's what you say. I see what you mean. I see. I see what you mean. You mean that they, they don't know that you can't go back on your neder berabi, right? Correct. Okay. Well, I think someone's told me that when a politician makes a promise, he's not really. You, everyone knows he's not really meant to keep it. So, uh, so no, there's no expectation that he should be keeping it in the first place. All right. Uh, and you're surprised when he actually keeps his promise. That's the surprise, right? Vechama rabbi. So the Gemara says, "Vakama Rabbi, how many is it considered Rabbi now?" So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Amar Shlosha. How do you know that Shlosha is already like Rabbi majority? Because it says Yamim, the word Yamim means nine. The minimum of of Yamim is plural, so the minimum plural is two. 
So therefore, Rabbi Mishlosha. When it's already more than two, it becomes a lot. That's Shlosha. Rabbi Yisrael Kamar Asra. Rabbi Yisrael says, no, Asara, you need ten. Why? Eda ketiv behu. The Pasuk says, Rabbi Yisrael Kinishpura Mishel Ha'eda Ba'ashem. Now we know that the Eda means the Binyu. We know Eda means from the, from the Miragli, right? Because with Yoshua and, uh, and, and Kalev, said separate from this Eda. And the Eda was the ten. The other ten Miraglims. Eda is the ten. Uh, so now we go back, we're into the Machloket there, and we saw that, so that was Rabbi Huda, that was his reason. The Gemara quotes now the Mishnah, Right, so we saw that end of the Duff yesterday, so the Gemara says, What's the Machloket and Rabbi Meir? What are they actually arguing about? So I said, we saw this as well. Okay, so we explained yesterday that when we said this, it wasn't that he wants his wife to go to Beitin and be humiliated, but he doesn't mind if she is. And therefore, he's quite happy for her to go to Beitin and ask her Shaila and ask her, you know, to have her, 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 her Nadari Manald, where Rabbi Elazar is less concerned about it. That's answer. Rabbi says, different answer. Rabbi says, no, what's the Bachloket here? In our in our Mishnah, what are we speaking about? It says we're speaking about okay, Rashi says yeah, Hadik Tani Etzel Chacham Beitir Enem Mukodeshet. So if you remember, we saw over here, we saw Akasha. We saw Akasha yesterday's daf, and we saw one brighter said that if you asked the Shalish, so, so then it would be it would be annulled. Another brighter said that no, it wouldn't be annulled. I'm Akasha Ishal Menach Enalei Go back to Ayn Gimur, I would bet there. Was it Ayn Gimur? It wasn't yesterday's stuff, eh? Oh, I just opened up that by mistake. I think that's the, I think that's the Gemara. That was the other Shemaya. I'm a Kadesh, and 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 Yeah, we said, So yes, on Ein Dalim would bet, the top there. We had she went to Chacham, Then we saw another bright that said, but wait a second, So one bright that said that if she goes to a Chacham, is Mati the Nadarim, she's Mekodeshet, the one says she's not Mekodeshet. So Ravik gives an answer over here, another answer we saw yesterday. Ravik said, Talking about an important woman. What does it mean an Isha Chashuva? Look at Rashi. Bat Gedolim. From a fam- from an important family. Even according to like a remarried, for example, who would say he's got no problem his wife going to Beitin and being humiliated and having her Nadarim and Ha Even yet, I don't want her. I don't want to marry this woman. No, you don't want to marry her. Get nami lo nechel le mitvelad. I don't want to divorce her. But I don't want to marry her at all. Why? Because once I divorce her, divorcing a woman comes with consequences. For example, once you divorced her, her sister's asked to you, her mother's asked to you. Right? She's Ashid Ish. A mother of, 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 of your body you can't marry. Now you ask her to her mother and her sister. I don't want that. Maybe I might want to marry the mother. I want to marry the sister. Important family. I want to marry into that family. So I don't want to marry them. 
Let's say, I'm a lord, and he's the one that had mumim, or he's the one that had a diamond. He got them, so and uh, out then mekudesh. Those the tnai was the other way around. So then again, litni had a mekudesh. We should say it's mekudesh. Right? And so the same thing. I'm not going to shuvah skinan. And you have to the woman to argue now her side. I don't want to marry that guy. An important family, right? I'm a law nicheli di tasar bekrivei. I don't want to be now forbidden to his family. And there we said Mekudeshet, that if he makes the if, if there was the, if there were if there were tnaim on him, and he annulled his vows, so he is Mekudash, and she's Mekudeshet. Why don't we say that? And she could say, I don't want to marry a guy like that who's got uh, nadarim. I, you know, so he says, No, ihi. This is where we've seen many many times. Okay, the basic in kedushin, ihi becholdu nichela. With her, right? When it comes to her, any any simple reason. For him to enable them to get married, she'll want to get married. Why? Kedresh Lakish. Right, Yavamu we saw as well. A woman always wants to be together. A woman wants to get married. Not such thing as a woman saying, "Now marry me." Right. That's on. That, that's that's on. Abaya Amar, Tshum Shemana Gavra. Right. So basically, now a couple of other sayings. Kresh Laki said, Tadmetav Tandu Bidmet Rabalu, it's a famous saying, they'd rather be married together than sell on their own. Abaya, he says another colloquialism, he says, Amar, Tashum Shemana Gavra, even if the guy is, Rashi says over here, it's a mashal head or two, like a colloquialism, right? He says, Misha Bala Katan, even if the woman's husband, like a little ant, that was he got zero stature, a little ant. Kursei Bechara Ramila, she'll still put out for him. Uh, look at Rashi. She still puts out there uh, a, a, a fancy chair. She bre- she boasts about it. She shows him off. She's in other words, she's still happy to have him. Amar the nafsa gavra. Another example of your Rashi nafsa menapest Some sort of uh, I don't know blowing flax or something. Some sort of disgusting profession. We get dirty and smelly. Even if your husband's a nafsa. She'll still, she still shouts out from the from from the from the gates to her husband. The she's still proud of him. Rashi Amar the Kilsa Gavra. Rashi says you have a mishpacha dofi, even from a bit of a like a suspect family. Lo ba'i klaf chay lekidra. Adashim shumach al kalv ein chishon kis kol kach ein shoyet yemel. She doesn't even want from him even simple legumes. She's still happy to take on his name. And now, this is the, what Abai says, the Natana, and you learn the Chulan, and all these women who essentially, ostensibly, are happy with their husbands and proud of their husbands and, and boast about their husbands and, and do whatever they can about their husbands. Mazanot, they sleep around, but to a lot of money. When they fall pregnant, they say, ah, from their, from their husband. So really, so it's almost like a, like a, a tongue-in-cheek sort of situation over here about how happy they are about their husbands, but really it's just, a, they, 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 they don't really take their husbands very seriously and they're busy 
conducting themselves in all other ways, etc. Okay, that's a bit of a side. Okay, now we go back to the Mishnah. Call women sheposts. Where they all moving that posting with the with the with the Kohen. Remember we had there, we said that all the women that, uh, that are posting on the Kohanim are also posting Benashim. So anytime there was a mum, because we saw yesterday that uh, if, you, if you get married, right, and uh, there's a mum, say, so, and the if you never knew about that mum. We said the same mum. So says, Tana Hosifu Alehen. He says, no, we learned that, that we were Hosifu, that there's more mum when it comes to the woman than is that Kohanim. What he said, Rashi says, Benashim Shain Bukwari, more of the woman than the other Kohanim. And for example, Zea, right? Zoa Tamid, like a bad, bad body odor, sweating all the time. Vashuma, Shuma says a Voran, now Shuma, either like a wart or a mole. What do they translate there in the English? A wart, a mole, a mole, right? Vareach and bad breath. Right? The one says, Vani Bakanlo Pasle. What, what, and these don't pass with the Kohanim? Why are you saying they're adding? These pass with the Kohanim as well. But not. The Gemara quotes a, 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 a Mishnah over here, uh, which comes from... Uh, <coughs> I'm not sure if, where is this, where is this from. It's from Bukhorot. Azakain v'achole v'amezuham. So here, Azakain, old or sick, or mezuham or infected, Rashi says here with the gods to behemot. That's right in Bechorot. They talk about all the behemot of the of the korban, the korbanot. So the begaim mume behemot tonight. V'zake datach zayav reachapeh the adam bichlam mezuham. So Rashi says, didn't we understand that why you say it's not included in the in the mume for the kohanim? Mezuham, when we say infection over here, includes bad breath and uh, and bad odor. Isn't that all part of infection? So it's really the same thing. But tonight we learned there as well, right? Also there in Bechorot. Mumin, elu bain kvuin bain ovrin. Psulin badam. And mumin, whether it's kvuin, permanent ones or passing ones, or psulin. I said, no, don't worry. No, not really a stira. Kan bezea overit, kan bezea shan overit. So he says, it will depend if it's a, if this, this, uh, the sweating problem is a permanent problem or not a permanent problem. Rashi says, zaya amuzam I said, what are you talking about? How can you compare zaya and amuzuham? They don't go together at all, but you compare one to the other. With regards to Kohanim, so if there's a bit of sweat over there, so you can, you can get rid of it. How do you get rid of it? He says, You take some sort of like a dark wine or a strong wine, right? And uh, you, I don't know, either you give it a drink or, or, or you pour it on him, how much you can do with it. Also with a bad breath as well. You can put a bit of pepper into his mouth. And these things all work and he can do it, etc. So you can't compare to a coin and a woman. You can't do that. Seems to be something with a coin. With a coin, it's just for the moment while he's doing the avoda, right? But with a woman, you got to live with her, I suppose. So that's the Gemara says. That's why they're not saying that they're completely different. The Gemara says, okay, hi Shuma. Now we're asking the question over here. When we spoke about the woman, we said there's Zaya b'Shuma b'Rechape. So this Shuma, this mole, hechi dami. it If it's got hairs growing out of the mole. So pasta, both with a coin and with a, with an isha, it would be considered a mum. Either law it hasn't got hairs growing out. Then we got to dis, then we got to check now. If it's a mole without hairs, so then uh, sorry If it's a big mole, pasta, same place, pasul for both. Ishumekatanahi hachavachalopasni, both places wouldn't be pasul. 
So what are we supposed to do? A mole with hairs, then it's the same across the board. If it's not a mole with hairs, it depends on the size of the mole. If it's a big mole, again, pastel across the board. So what are we talking about? The Tanya, Shumish Yesh brings a bright to show you this, this discussion. then as big as And what's Ezu Gedora? So like a coin. That's, a, that's what's called big. So in other words, what are we talking about over here with the mum? Because whether it's if it's a if it's a mum with se'ar or it's a mum with big, etc., so then we pasul in both. He says, "Now what if we have a case of a woman where it's sitting on her forehead, big mole right in front of her face? You can't miss it." I don't understand. But then pedachta, if it's on her on her forehead, so then when he got engaged to her, he knew he saw it. It wasn't come as a surprise to him. Now, if maybe tell me it's like inside under clothes that are covered, he never saw her naked before they got married. So I can understand that suddenly he sees this woman, he says, Whoa, what's going on over here? But if it's on her forehead, then uh, he betrothed her with it. So I'm Rapapa, Rapapa said, But when it la tachat kipasha rasha, right? See, it, it was there on her hair, but it was like under her, under her kippah. So I suppose she, she was covering her hair, but why was she covering her before she got married? And maybe even a novice, single woman would walk around with hair covered. I don't know exactly what yeah. Sometimes it would be shown and sometimes it wouldn't be shown. So maybe he hadn't seen it. Right? Not so sure. I'm Rav Chizda. Ha'am yiltim. Migavri Rabbi Shmiri Yomad. And Rav Chizda says, I heard this from a great man. Who is that? Rav Shaila. And what did Rav Shaila tell me? Nashcha kedev nasah mekomot salek rezimum. And a woman's bitten by a dog and she's got a scar to show that's also a mum. And Rav Chizda, and Rav Chizda says, "Kol ababish." If she's got like a, graf, a, a rough voice, Arei is also mum. Shlema because says, "Kol Arei v'marei nave." Because we want a woman who's got a beautiful voice, like a sweet voice, not a rough voice. So all those are different examples of yeah, I mean, just sort of ran off the list of things which could be mumin, and we understand now also the shuma. Not so sure why it's the difference between the two. And what are we speaking about of here? The Gemara says, if you would see it, it wouldn't be a problem. If you wouldn't see it, it wouldn't be a problem. Maybe it's, it would. It would then would be a problem. So he said, oh, maybe you didn't see it, didn't see it. And then while we mentioned that, we brought a couple of other examples which would be women as well in a case with a woman. Okay, so now turn Rabbi Natan Bira. Rabbi Natan Bira makes a comment. And he gives a comment which causes a bit of discussion over here. So we're discussing, I remember, what are physical mumim on a woman. So he says, Bain dade isha tefach. If a woman's got a tefach between her breasts, we're not sure what he means by that. He just makes a comment, Bain dade isha tefach. So now Ashi hears the statement from Rav Bira, Ratan Bira. He says, What are we speaking about? Is he saying that if it's a tefach, then it's beautiful? Look at Rashi. It's beautiful. Okay, let's be honest. It's a bit mind boggling. It's a bit midrash. But anyhow, okay. Tori, I'm going to know what a mum is. What is a mum? So, I'm going to ask you, Rashi says, no. This sugya was learned with, in the sugya of mumim. So, it can't be that it's coming to teach us noi. Mentioning the whole list of things with the sweat and the bad odor and the and the and the shumer, the mole in her face, and also mentions there that the dade tefach, dade tefach. 
So it was okay, fine. So discussing a woman's cleavage. Well, not exactly. Oh, whatever. Okay, uh, we're discussing the structure of how the breasts are, bu- are built on the chest. Okay, we're discussing the structure, right? The kama. So how much? How kama noila? So what would be noy now? Then the Gemara he just said no, it's not noy. The Gemara asked, well, what is noy? So Rabbi Shalosh it's both. Up to three fingers will be considered three. Any woman who's got oversized breasts would be a mum. How big? She says, Tefach. Is it such a thing? Women can have a breast or Tefach between them. Where she says, Yes, I once saw an Arab woman. She threw her breast over her shoulder to the back and fed her children. Okay. So we see that Chamin uh, were aware of all the different sizes of, uh, of, of, of breasts. Okay. The Gemara quotes a Pasuk over here. It says, Uletzion. Right? Look at Rashi. Look at the actual Pasuk. It says, Uletzion yeamer ish. Ish yulad baba hu yechonene elion. So let me Uletzion yomai. Because of this example which we brought here, Rabbi Mesha, we spoke there about the Tefach. This is another Mamar of Rabbi Yamar, of Rabbi uh, Mesha, sorry. That's why we bring him over here. Right, he says both people who were born in Zion, that, that that desire, that yearn for Zion, right? Both these people are in this bracha. So now we're discussing Zion. Abai says, one of us is worth adif ketrei minan. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Rashi Okay, I'm not exactly sure what's going to be. One of Eti Israel is equal to two of us, is Abaya. He was from Bavia, right? Rashi says, Yeah, Div Pikrim are cleverer than us. I'm Rabbi Vachad Minan, Vachad Minan, Kisalik Latin. He says, Even so, one of us that went up to Eti Israel, Adif Ketrei Minayu, even better than two of them. Says in a Babylonian who goes to Israel, right? Rabbi Yirmiyah says Rabbi Yirmiyah lived here in Babel. Lo aviyade ma'ikamir rabbana. He wasn't. It seems like he says lo aviyade ma'ikamir rabbana. I'm saying well, maybe he wasn't such a well, wasn't so astute. Kisalik lahata, but when he went to Israel, he became so smart. Karen, he called us Bavlai Tipshai, you stupid Babylonians. So that's a classic case of Avir the Are Machim, right? That you arrive in Tishrael and suddenly you become very, very wise. Why is in Babel? He said he wasn't the smartest guy. When he came to Babel, to Tishrael, he suddenly became so smart, he referred to all of us as tipshi. Okay, we go back to the Mishnah. If she had mummy, and these mummy are discovered while she's still in her father's house, in other words, after the time that they've, they've done the Erosin, so there's Erosin over here now, but he has, she hasn't yet moved out and gone to live with the Baal, with her husband. And now he suddenly discovers these mumin. So, Right? In other words, and his field's been damaged. What can you do? It's his. It's your, own, your problem, my boy. 
These women, but before you became betrothed, they weren't here. So when you did a betrothal, there were no women. And now after the betrothal, she got the woman. The father, the burden of proof is on the father to come and prove that this happened after the engagement. Right, look at Rashi. Right, the father. Now he doesn't want to marry her. He sees his woman, he doesn't want to take her. So she says, okay, well then pay me my ketubah. You won't divorce me, pay me a ketubah. We discussed the other day, right? Would there be a ketubah with Erosin? And then Clifford, you asked that question, right? So he says, yeah, so he had a case like that where she would demand her ketubah. And he said, no, I don't want to pay a ketubah because it's a mekach taut. The father have to prove that the mumin were not there when they got the Erosin. But nistachfas sadeu, remember the other day, right? As if it's your field now got damaged. She's yours. Nichlesal, nadeh, nichlesal, shudabal. If she's already married and moved into the bar, she says, Now, he suddenly sees these women. Now, she says, Ah, if they're already in your house, she's moved into your house and she's living with you. And now you want to divorce her because of these women. Now, the husband has to, be, has to bring proof. And what's the bar want to say? Ah, you had those women before we got engaged. And it's a mekach taut, because I would never have got engaged to you and known you had those, those women. And you hid them from me. Right? The husband has to prove. So when she's still living in her father's house, the father's the one who has to say that they were there beforehand. Once she leaves her father's house, the husband has to prove that they were there beforehand. Rabbi Meir, Chachamim Omrim, Chachamim say no. What are we speaking about? Rashi says, When can the husband claim that the mumin are grounds for divorce? Only if they hidden mumin. But if they revealed mumin, then nobody can see them. He's got no claim whatsoever. Why? The assumption is that he was aware of these mumin. And he was happy to betroth her on the base of those women. He can't come now and say, oh, what about these women? Right? If there's a bathhouse in that particular town, even women that aren't revealed, which are, which are normally covered up, he can't claim as a, as a grounds for divorce. Why? Because before the assumption is, that before they went and got betrothed, he asked his sister or his wife or his daughters to have a good look at her at the bathhouse and make sure that she's okay and there are no problems over here. And that's the basis. The underlying assumption over here is that he checked her out before they got married and therefore he was aware of all her blemishes if she had any, even before. Okay, it was like this. Timer, the mighty Avraya. It was over here. It seems to be a steer over here between our Mishnah, the ratio of the Mishnah, the safer of the Mishnah. Why? Because we said over here, Taimer, the mighty Abraya. How come? Right, look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Hayuba Mumin, Voda Beta Via, Avchikla Virajinasa. Right, that they were moving for. So, they re- so now, because the father brought, uh, brought, brought proof that they that human existed. Ah, says the Gemara, Hallo, mighty Abraya. If the father couldn't bring proof, then it turns out that our Baal Mehemat, that we trust the husband. Did the wife mislead him or didn't she mislead him? So therefore, what do we say? The mammon, where's the mammon at the moment? 
with the Baal. The wife is now trying to motzi mechaveru kesef. She's saying to the husband, you want to divorce me? They, right, pay me. And, the, and, and it seems over here that the chazoka is that I'm motzi mechaveru lavaraya. So she, at the, because the father couldn't bring proof, therefore the money stays with the, with the husband. It's a classic case. You, the father, try to get the money out of the husband. Bring proof. You can't bring proof. The money stays with the husband. Correct? Classic. Right? Money. Rabbi Yeshua. Who's that? Rabbi Yeshua. Right? We saw this at the very, very beginning of the Masechta. Right? Remember, we saw that they said there that we don't rely on her. And therefore, she can't claim her ketuvah. Now, there's a bit of a problem over here, because what's the problem? There is another chazoka. What's the other chazoka? The chazoka is that a woman is born without blemishes. And therefore, why don't we say, put the chayav chazoka, that her, that she never did, look at Rashi. I will show you the other kama he merit, misha rastani ne nasti. She says to him that when he discovered that she wasn't a virgin, she says, already after we got betrothed, I was raped. Woman, no. No, you slept around before we got married. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have betrothed you. I wouldn't have got to do everything and I know that you weren't a virgin. And there we said, Lomi Pianu Chayin. She told him, we don't trust her. El Hamed Mamunach Cheskato, the same in me. The husband, therefore, keeps his money and she can't have a ketubah. Veloaz Linan, and we don't go batar chazakad de gufa. We don't go after the chazok of the guf. What was the chazok of the guf, Lomar? We've got a suffix over here. What happened at the time of the Erosin? So why don't we say, Assume that it was like before the Erosin was like what she was all the time. She was born a virgin. And therefore, let's say that at the time of the Erosin, there was a chazoka that she was a virgin. And now she's not. What happened after the Erosin? That could have been a good, it's just a good chazoka. Vachanami, so it's in our case. Lo aminan ha-meda gufa cheskato ubelo mumi nolda. Why don't we go back to the to, to basic principles and listen, what's a chazoka? Is a woman normally born without mumi? And therefore, it's partial that at the time of the erosin, if we want to go after chazoka, so there was a good chazoka here, that she never had a mum. We don't say that. We rather prefer the chazoka of the mamon. And we say mamon instead of guf. Everybody with me? Because there are two chazakotia at play, right? The one chazok is a woman should be, just like she was born a virgin, she was born without mummy. And if, ah, she got a mum, she must have got it recently. Well, now we say, chazok, where's the money with the husband? You want the money? Prove me, bring me proof. That's the Gemara Savi, yeah, look in the mind, we'll come a little bit clearer. My Rabbi Shui, the Amar, Lomi Piyanu Chayin. On the other hand, I'm a Seifa. What does the Seifa of the Mishnah say? Nich Nesal Rishut Baal. When she goes to Rishut Baal, Habal Shukla Viraya. Now, the husband has to prove that before they were betrothed, she already had this mum. Taimah, the mighty of Araya. And, and the only grounds that he can have for divorce without a ketubah is if he can bring a proof. Hello, mighty of Araya. So then, have Naaman. The father now becomes Naaman. So when we got in the Rasha, the father is a motzi mechaveru ala Araya. And now in the Sefer, the husband. Is, 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 is basically Motsi Mechavar Lavaraya. The husband has to prove why he doesn't have to pay over the money. So the burden of proof moved from Chazoket de Mamonet to Chazoket de Gufa because now if the husband can't prove it, 
So the father is Neiman. Why is the father Neiman? Because we say in Chazoka, my daughter was born without a mole, without a mum. And this boom happened only after she betrothed you, and your fear, it's your problem, not mine. Everybody with me? Everybody with me? Yes? No? Hello? Yes? Okay. Right, so our town rabbi says, now if that's the case, when it comes to the safer, our town rabbi Gamliel, I'm a it. So Rabbi Yeshua said, we don't trust her. And now with Rabbi Gamliel, it seems like the safer seems to be Rabbi Gamliel. Which says the Abba Menet. Look at Rashi. The Abba Menet. Hatam he Menet. The Chazok of the Guf Adifa. We prefer the Chazok of the Guf. So we're going to steer it between the Rasha. Seems to go through Rabbi Yeshua. It says Ela Menet, and we go after Chazok of the Mabod. And the Seif of the Mishnah seems to go after Rabbi Gamliel, who says Menet, and we go after Chazok of the Guf. So we got two different Chazakotia. Machloket Tanaim. What's going on? So I'm Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi says Tabara. Right? Tabara means Shavra Shavur. Right? Shavur means that we don't like the idea. Like Rashi says, yeah, Kashi, Rashi, the Seifa. Got a problem? So what does he say, Rabbi Lazar? Misha Shanazo, Lo Shanazo. Look at Rashi. Rashi, Rabbi Yeshua, Vuadin, and Nikhna Salarishna Baal. And the Seifa, Rabbi Gamliya, Vuadin, Le Oda, Bebet Avia. Shaina Nutan, Le Chalek, Ben Oda, Bebet Avia, Le Kansel, Le Chupa. He says, Avia, basically, they're two different Tanaimi of the Mishnah, and they're each individual, which is, which is not, a, not something which we, which, we want to, uh, which we want to be too excited about. I'm a rabbi, rabbi says that. Lord, time Rabbi Yeshua, Lord, as you buy the Chazakah, the Gufa Klaam. So says, no. It could still maybe not be Rabbi Yeshua. Because don't say, he says, Rabbi, that Rabbi Yeshua <coughs> never goes off the Chazakah, the Guf. Right? And he always goes off the Chazakah, the Mammon. Rashi, I feel in my comb, she'en cheskat Mammon, or menet negdala ala chisha. He says, as a Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua is not a person who's one-minded, that there's only chazoka de mamon and never chazoka de guf. He would say, no, it only depends if there's a chazoka de mamon against chazoka de guf, but he would sometimes go with chazoka de guf. He says, ele kilo az reshua bata chazoka de guf, hechadik chazoka de mamon. Abal hechad de leke chazoka de mamon, az reshua bata chazoka de guf. He says, Rabbi Shua would sometimes even agree with the chazoka de guf, just over here he doesn't. Why? Because there's another chazoka standing in its way. Right, look at Rashi. That's why. And what's his proof? He brings a proof. The Tanya. The, the Mashallah Shazi changed that to a Ditna, a Mishnah. It comes to discussing a case of, uh, of Tzara'at, right, of leprosy. So the Pasuk says, The Mishnah there says, sorry, If the, uh, the, the actual mark itself was there before the hairs became white? Then we say tame. Rashi dachi ketiv kra. The pasuk says se'ar lavan b'baherit. There's white hairs in the baherit. It means the baherit should come before the hairs. On the other hand, if se'ar lavan kolin baherit, Tanakama says if it's before the baherit, then tahor. Safek. If we're not sure which one it was, Tanakama says lechumre we go tame. Rabbi Yeshua Omer keha. Rabbi Yeshua says keha. What does keha mean? Give me an English translation there for kaha. Does it mean like, like what does kaha mean? Bright? Kaha is usually dark. Faint. What is Faint. it? What's it? Faint. 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 Now that's why, because yeah. kaha, that's why I said that. It wouldn't be dark. Faint, right? So what is the question that the Gemara asks? What does it mean, faint? So my kaha, I'm a rabbi, kaha tahor. When it's faint, it's tahor. 
Look at Rashi. Yaharehu kekeha hanegemim ma'arehu shu tahor. Wazi tahor. So here we got a chazoka. What was the chazoka? That as before the person got 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 uh, tzarat, he was tahor. So therefore, we can't conclude that he's got tzarat. Says Rabbi Yeshua, he's tahor. Why? Omed et gufo becheskato. He does go with the chazok of a guf. So like we're trying to prove over here that Rabbi Shua Bia is not just being dafka that he always says chazok in a guf. No, it's dafka because of here we've got two chazakot one against the other. The Kairati says, so he says, so now, so now, that was up until now on the Tavi Lamat. We, we saw the stereo between the Rosh and the Sefer. And basically, the one conclusion was that one was Rabbi Gamliel and one was Rabbi Yeshua. The one just says over here that just bear in mind, says Rava, that Rabbi Yeshua here is Dafka in our case. He goes on the Chazoka de Bamona, not because he always goes to Chazoka de Bamona. He would even go sometimes go Chazoka de, de, de Gufa. But when there's a stereo, Chazoka de Gufa, Chazoka de Bamona, so he goes after Chazoka de Bamona. I think that just makes much more sense because we've got the cloud. Amoti mechaber lavaraya. That yeah, when you come to get money to somebody, the burden of proof is on you. That's a, that's an, it seems to be like an overriding cloud. So so to have a yeah, whether chazok and mono chazok and the goof doesn't matter. The bottom line is amoti mechaveru. The Gemara says that now Rava, right? Rava gives another answer. Rava says Reisha kan nimtzu v'chan hayu seifa nami kan nimtzu. Rabbi says, what are we talking about? He says, in the Rasha and the Seifa, in this stira, he says, it could be quite simple. He says, the Rasha, where were the Mumim found? In the father's house. Why? Because she's living still with her father. So he says, Kanim tzu, kanayu. So therefore, it's, it makes sense that that's where they were. So they were already developed in the father's house. And that's why the father has to bring the proof that happened after the Erosin. Because really it was in his house, found in his house, and we assume it happened in his house. And on the Sefer, with the Baal, why is the burden of proof on the Baal? Because Kanimtsu, where were they discovered? Where were they? Where did we find the existence? In the husband's house. So therefore the assumption again is that this is where they developed. In other words, where we find them, that's where they happened. That's what Rav is basically saying. Look at Rashi. So he goes back and says, Rabbi is saying that it's not a stira in the Mishnah between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. It's all Rabbi Gamliel. Right? In Paragamical, he says, in Paragrisha, we pass and look like Rabbi Gamliel. Was it Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi? Yes, Rabbi Gamliel. He says, We always prefer the Chazak and the Guf. And therefore, the Rasha Tamishum the Kavan Bebeta via Nimtu Amumin. Since we found him in the father's house, Itra Chazaktei Daav. It makes sense that the Chazoka is that it took place with the father. Dikilemar Kana you call him as therefore there we are before the Eros in his mummy. And Parakavanami Pluktai says the Mokin in Parakishun the Masech also. Bedichna Sal Rishut Abali Uba Amrabe Gamliel de Lo Horaach Eskat Avia Bechach. The fact that she died in the father's house, the, in, in the husband's house, the father's chazok isn't worsened off. It becomes the husband's problem. That's really what Rabbi is saying. When it was in the father's house, we can blame the father. When it's in the husband's house, we blame the husband. And therefore, unless the husband can prove that it happened beforehand, the chazok is happened by him. And when it happened in the father's house, unless the father can prove it happened be- after the erosin, it happened by him. That's really what Rabbi says. It says, Abaya, 
as a kasha here on Rava. Right? Not on Rabba. I actually expected the Gemara some sort of... Uh, anybody see a note there, by the way, there's some sort of dikduke uh, sofrim or something which changes this Rava to Rabba? Because I expected that, but I didn't, see, I didn't see anything on my side. Okay. So Rava Amarash, that's ATV Abaya, Abaya Osim Akashia. Nichnes Lushut Abaal, Habal Chich Lavi Raya, Sha'ash Lotitares, Hayuba Mumin Elu, Baya Mikro Mekar Taut, Ad Shilotitares in Mishres Lo. So I said, Abaya, we've got a brighter here. It says like this that once she moves in with the husband, so now the husband has to bring a proof that this mum existed before they got it betrothed. And therefore the Mekach or the marriage was a Mekach Taut already before the betrothal. And therefore the bride is Medayak. If he can prove it before they got betrothed, yes, it's a Mekach Taut. If it's after they got betrothed, it's not a Mekach Taut. So if, uh, if Rava was right, that we say, if it happened there, it's his problem. If it happened there, it's his problem. Then, Vamai, why do we have that situation? Why does the husband have to prove? Once she moved in with him, what happened? Lay say, can him to the kanayu. Go after Chazok and the Makob, say, listen, mister, once she moved into your house and you saw the moon, now, ah, it must have been in your house. We don't say that. We say, if the husband can prove that it happened before she moved in, then we accept him and to make a chtaut. Why don't we just apply this principle of Ravas? Kanim to Kanayu. So Amale, so 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 Ravas says to Abaya, Mishenit Arsa, Mishum Meimar, why can he prove if it's from before that if it was before they got engaged? Mishum Meimar Chazaka and Adam Shote because Elim Kain Bodko. It's the perfect answer. Right? He says, because a person won't drink from a glass unless he checks it out. In other words, what do you mean that it ha- He says, right, you, the guy's going to check it out. So before they got engaged, he checked it out and there wasn't a boom. Right? Vahai Raya, so therefore he saw it and therefore he must have, ex- have accepted it. Knew beforehand and he was reconciled. Yeah, yeah, but one second, but... He was uh, happy here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right, he's saying, you're right. If it happened after they got betrothed, then you're right. But wait, if it's after they got... From the mission itarsa. What does it mean, mission itarsa? What does it mean when he says mission And I think it's a little more common. I think what's I think if, if I understand correctly, like this, okay. So the question is clearly a question asked by Oscar to Rava. Rava has to deal with that question. It's a good question, right? So Rava says to him, "Amarlei, Misha Nitarsa." So that what you say, Abaya, is correct. When the woman was still in her father's house, and he discovered the mum. Then the father would have to bring proof that it happened after they got betrothed. Why? Because then you would be right. It was found there, therefore it took place there, and therefore the burden of proof is on the father. And then if he couldn't bring proof, it would make a taut. But Misha Nitarsa, right? But Misha Nitarsa, and now they already moved into the house of the husband, 
So now there'd be a different reason of why the husband would have to bring the proof. Because So that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that there are two different things over here. You're right in what you're saying when you're still with the father. But now that she's moved into the husband's house, so now that's not a good enough answer to say where it happened, it happened. Because then you can say, wait a second, you, you, you brought her into your house, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have done it if you checked her out. Right? So therefore, the fact that you never knew about it seems to imply that it wasn't there because you wouldn't have done it beforehand. So then Abaya says back to him, but Iachi, nami. If that's the case, there makes no difference. If they were betrothed, they weren't betrothed. So Elias now Abaya gives his answer. I'm in Chazaka and I'm a fires Says, ah, really the Chazaka is that a person doesn't accept mumin so quickly. And had he known about it, he wouldn't have married her. That's what he's saying to her. He says, that's why the proof is that he never knew about them. Because a guy wouldn't have accepted the woman had he knew about them. So therefore, and the fact that he went ahead and married her, you can't say he knew about them. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have married her and known about them. So then he says, okay, so what? So now we go back to Rabbi. We, how can you make the distinction between before they got betrothed and after they got betrothed? You see that once they got betrothed, he knew about them. So then he, he's responsible. He says, There's the two chazokas at play. The first chazoka is that her body likely was how it was to begin with, and therefore there wasn't the moon before. The chazoka became bodko. And the second chazoka is the person wouldn't dream about checking it out, so therefore he checked her out. And therefore he has both the cases that the, the pshat is that in her father's house before the betrothal, she probably never had the moon. And the person checks a girl before he marries her. And he discovered the womb. He would, and, and, and there was acceptance. So once he married her, we can't blame the father. And he's responsible. Therefore, the marriage would be over here once she's back in his house. And as he can bring all these proofs, the responsibility would be his. I think that's, we'll stop up.